0: Blog Talk Radio Uh the NFL draft was last week and I tell you I didn't really watch much of it. But anyway, you're listening to Will and Greg's take on sports this week. I am Will and he is
1: Greg Lebuski.
0: Greg, did you watch all three days of the NFL draft before we get started? I gotta ask that question. Um, I
1: if I admit this, will I be be shunned? No. Um, yes, yes, I, I actually did. I mean, I went back and forth. Mm-hmm. I did, I did, wa- I mean, I did watch for like when the Bucks picks were, were coming up. Oh, okay. So I did, so I did, I did watch, I did watch uh, all of rap. I definitely watched on Thursday night too. Um, but, uh, but I was doing other things at the time, too. It wasn't like I was, it was my main, fo- you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like watching a movie or anything like that. It wasn't mm-hmm. like my main focus. Of course, I thought I uh, uh, wanted to watch, too, for the podcast and see, you know, what kind of information I could get for that.
0: Good.
1: I don't want dis- to disappoint you, Well, so.
0: Uh, you would have disappointed me because I didn't watch a second of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> didn't watch one second. My phone was. Let me know who was being picked and things of that nature. One, I was at work during the first draft, and the other one, I just didn't have any interest. It's just hard for me to sit there and watch those type of events. There's nothing really going on, and people are giving their opinion. Um, One of the things about the draft that I've always found interesting over the last couple of years, Greg, is that it's just somebody else's opinion. You never know how hard a person's going to work, what their desire is to play football, and how they fit into a team scheme. So, it's just basic, just people's opinions, which you and I could do if they would give us the opportunity. That's the way I look at it. So that's why I didn't watch well,
1: it. Well, I I watched ESPN's coverage, and the only advantage. I, I feel sorry for all the ESPN um, uh, employees that got laid off last week, mm-hmm. and the the only advantage to That was if, if you remember in the past they used to have all these panels and this and that and the other thing with the with the draft, but they didn't have it this year. Uh, all they had were the the four people that were um, uh, they had Riddick and 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 Trey Wingo and um, and um, Gruden and Miles um, Kiefer and then Gruden the second.
0: They they're gonna keep doing it that way. It's It drove high ratings. I'm just not that type I'm just not into that. I'm not into that. And I just... The draft thing just doesn't interest me at all. It just doesn't. It hasn't for years. um, Somebody had a draft party somewhere. Matter of fact, that night, I just... I just blew up They would probably draw high ratings. Again, the great... Great ratings for ESPN, and it also was carried on the NFL network, I was told. So, whatever the NFL does, it's just the NFL is king. But I want to say something about the Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon situation. I understand Dalvin Cook Okay, fell into, yeah, I
1: want to talk about that too.
0: Yeah, okay. Dalvin Cook fell, in, fell into the second round. Apparently there's red flags, a lot of red flags around Dalvin Cook for things that happened when he was at Florida State and when he was younger. A lot of the things that's happening with Cook um, basically is the circle or the people that are around him. That's that's basically, I think, where they're red flagging him on is this, that his choice of company. Joe Mixon punched a girl in 2014, and it's on video. Now, I understand that I didn't watch the telecast that ESPN showed this when he was Yes, tipped. they
1: did. Yes, they did.
0: Now, they I did. find that very dishonest of the ESPN, for one, because it happened in 2014, and then to bring it back up, yes, it's already out there, but to show it, I don't really give a – I'm going to watch my language – a uh, doggone about Joe Mixon. Um, really, to be honest with you, it's the victim here. To where I'm a little bit TP by that. I don't understand it. Uh, why show that? You know, Joe Mixon. Yes, he he's the guy that that. that but it was the victim that should have been protected, not Joe Mixon. That's what I'm saying about it.
1: Well, I hadn't seen it, so I was sort, you know sort of glad they showed it because I hadn't seen it yet, but. um I have heard both sides of it, Will. I've heard one side say, say it, you know, it shouldn't be seen, say what you just said, it shouldn't be seen, it was something that was done in the past, and I've also heard the other side say, this is very pertinent to the NFL right now, um, so showing it is not, you know, not, not that, that big of a deal. So I've, I've, heard, I've heard both sides of, 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 of the issue. But um, but uh, um, I, this is the surprise that I had about Nixon. This is my biggest surprise, is that the Bengals took him. That's my
0: – Listen, this is a league where they don't if, – if you can play football and if you can help win games on Sunday, that morality stuff goes right out the window. It goes right out the window. It's just as long as you can help my team win – you can be forgiven. This is a league of second, third, fourth, fifth chances in some cases, and they will still do it as long as a guy they feel can help them on Sundays. Greg Hardy is a despicable human being. The Dallas Cowboys still signed him. And they knew that the case was legit and was, was uh, true. It's just that the victim chose not to follow up because, for some odd reasons, she just didn't show up. But it was victims seen it. Police took pictures of the bruises. Yet and behold the Dallas Cowboys still brought him in after he did that. They still brought well, him in. You know
1: the the difference between that and the mixing situation and, and 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 the um situation with the running back from uh from Baltimore, uh, is that there was there, there the, with Hardy there's no tape. There's no video tape. Yeah,
0: but there there and, was there was still pictures though. There was oh, pictures yeah, of the bruises. The edge, but, yeah, but
1: come on. Come on, Will. That that has no pictures are, are not not videotaped. And the thing is, is that if there would have been videotape of Hardy taking his girlfriend and throwing her onto the um, onto the couch with a whole bunch of firearms, then then Hardy would have never been you know allowed in the league again. But but it's but but it's the tape that the videotape that people are are are, are uh, uh, shocked and awed by.
0: Yeah, but there's videotape of of uh, Joe Mixon punching that girl, and that's he, what I'm saying. he's he's, that's he, what I'm, no, he's that's picking what the second round.
1: That I'm making. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that that Hardy got another chance because there was no there was no videotape of it, and and he got he got you know he got another chance. Now the thing with Mixon versus Hardy, <sighs> that Mixon this was two years ago. Mixon is is a young kid. Um. Um, everything has been resolved between him and the uh, and the and, and the young lady. Um, so there's kind of and and it, and it didn't have to do with uh, and Nixon's situation didn't have to do with um, with uh, any weapons of any kind. So um, I think that that's why you know Nixon is getting another a, a, another.
0: Another chance. Mixon's situation I mean, so, to someone me,
1: someone, someone, was, was going to take
0: him. Yeah, but Mixon's situation is the same as Ray Rice to me. I, I don't, whippings, young, all that stuff. That's great. I mean, good kudos. He's got a second chance. But his situation is the same as Ray Rice. Ray Rice dropped that woman in in a uh, in an elevator. Mixon punched this girl for whatever reason. I don't <laughs> know what the story is. I mean, I, it, it's hypocritical the way the NFL does things. You can't say you stand against violence against women, and you can't say it's a league of character. If you bring these guys in and it's just basically, if you can help me win on Sunday, we will give you the chance to give to the opportunity yeah, to play. But Ray,
1: but Ray Rice did have it. If teams wanted to pick up Ray Rice, they could have. But the thing is, Ray Rice was on the, on, on the way out on Yeah,
0: exactly. He, <laughs> he was
1: feeling out on his career, you know, while Nixon is, is just starting his career.
0: And if Ray Rice
1: could if Ray Rice could have still you know look at look at uh uh Adrian Peterson he was mm-hmm. picked up by the Saints and and he's got a blemish on his record too um, as, as domestic violence with uh, with children. so the the difference the difference with Ray Rice the people keep keep saying that, is that Ray Rice didn't get another chance because he was he was starting to he was starting to lose 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 his speed. Um, um, during that time, so oh, I people didn't want to take it. Take yeah, it, I said that when that. it
0: when it happened, and I caught a lot of flack for it. I said, "Yeah, you can. Everybody can be all in uproar, but if he wasn't averaging less than three yards a carry the year before,
1: exactly,
0: he wouldn't have needed that Mister Rogers sweater because he'd have still have been in the league. So, it, it, yeah, I, I, that's why I'm saying the moral uproar of everybody. You might as well get over it. It's a violent league. These guys are a little bit off. To be able to play that game, they have to be off anyway. At that speed and as violent as violent as the collisions are, yeah, they're not they're not all saints. This is this is a league to where date as long as you can help on Sundays, you will get the opportunity. It's just that simple. I mean, I heard a lot of people. I was watching Twitter go through. Everybody's like, how can they pick him? <laughs> Easy, because he can help on Sundays. It's odd that the the Bengals would do it as. Oh. Yeah, that's,
1: that's <laughs> what I feel. Like I said before, yeah. that's what I thought was, I mean, come on. Do you need that? <laughs> I mean, I can see if the – w, w, I don't think the Patriots would have done it. But I, I think if the Patriots would have picked them up, I don't think there would have been any crap whatsoever, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. And I, I mean, there would have been some, mm-hmm. but not a lot. Because everybody, you know, uh, believes in does Billet- so I I don't think, but and then some other teams that that you know like a Jacksonville or something like that that really need help um, I don't think there would have been a big deal, but but Cincinnati I mean come on you lost a, a playoff game two years ago because of because of this the knucklehead stuff that you were doing on the field I mean it's just unbelievable.
0: I don't know, but I'm glad you you mentioned Jacksonville. Um Jacksonville seemed to have a pretty interesting draft to me, although they are having problems with Brandon Albert reporting or returning phone calls or something along that nature, which is why the Dolphins tried to get rid of him. <laughs> but anyway, the Jacksonville Jaguars they made a smart pick at, with the fourth pick overall and Leonard Fournette. To me, he he should be able to help them um in the things that they need as far as taking the ball out of Blake Broadle's hands. They also made a controversial pick at the fourth in the fourth round with D.D. Westbrook. This young man has he has some transgressions. I don't know if it's as bad as his teammate Joe Mixon, but he's got some transgressions on his on his belt also. So, but Jacksonville made the pick. They got some interesting picks that they made also. And kudos to Miami's fullback who got picked in the seventh round by the Jaguars. Good for him. That's all I got. I really don't know yeah. what else to say about their draft.
1: Yeah, um, I was. Um, I didn't follow the Jaguar draft as much. I was following mostly the the Dolphin and the uh, the Dolphin draft and and, and so on. But so what do you think uh, about
0: your What do you think about Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what they picked up?
1: Uh, well, I think um, I think uh, the Buccaneers had a great draft. To be honest with you, I think they did did really did really well. Um, I think uh, um, getting Howard at at Howard was O.J. Howard was a top uh, seven pick, and they picked him up, you know, at 19. And so I don't think they thought he was even going to be there. And so, so getting him, um, getting him in that that 19 slot was uh, incredible. So I thought that was a a really great pick. Evans um from Texas A&M was a good safety that that guy's really quick he just has to learn how to tackle that's the only thing and I think in the um in in the, in the NFL he'll he'll uh learn how to do it and uh, Godwin they needed speed they needed speed um and they got Godwin from um uh, from uh Penn State mm-hmm and uh, who had a great Rose Bowl and he was actually ill during that Rose Bowl. So um and uh then they picked up um uh what's I can't remember his the right name right now, Jeremy. Uh the, the 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 inside linebacker from uh from
0: um Yeah, Kendall Beckwith from L S U. Uh,
1: Kendall Beckwith, yeah. Kendall Beckwith. Uh inside linebacker from, from L S U and then they um then um but the only problem with that is that they're not sure. You know, they say he's running. He's running full speed uh, um, on his uh, ACL, but they're, they're not. You know, that's the only question right there. And then Jeremy McNichol, I think, was a great pickup um, late. Um, he's he's got a he's got a lot of speed. He can also uh, he can he can also block. Um, I think what was what was funny about. The, I mean, what was interesting about the Buccaneer draft is that they 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 took care of all the needs that they had. They took care of uh, all the needs that they had to take care of, except for offensive line. And as we know, it was a very weak offensive lineman draft. But the three the three offensive players they got were all great blockers. Uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm
0: I'm very happy with what they did. How about the Dolphins on your side? The Dolphins did nothing that excited me, um, but I'm not doing the day-to-day um, in regards to their talent evaluation. They picked up a situational pass rusher in Charles Harris. Um, they left Ruben Foster on the board for some crazy reason, and then they took a linebacker um, in the second round, McMillan, who's just as the, who's just the same as K. O. O'Misi. Uh, just a run stuffer he, he, I mean, in the league where, they, especially in the division with the pack, where they pass the ball all day. I don't know why they take another run stuffer but hey, that's what Chris Greer and Adam Gates came up with, and that is, and Eric Tannebaum. That is what it is. Then they took a kid tankersley in the third round, and that's when I was just like, you know what? There'll be they will be six and ten next year. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, but the
1: thing is, is that they needed help on defense, and that's exactly what they drafted for.
0: They'll be six and ten next year. I, there's nothing <laughs> there's, there's nothing. There's nothing they drafted that's gonna be able to help them immediately. They need immediate help to compete with New England. Um, they can't. They won't. I, and, I, and I'm pretty sure there are a lot of dolphin fans that are saying I'm not a true dolphin fan, but I'm just a realist. Um I don't know anything oh, about no. I don't know anything about Charles Harris. I, I really don't. Um from the everybody's and um what Chris Greer the GM of the Dolphins said when he talked about it, he said this guy's going to help them in the pass rush. Well, if you're giving up six and seven yards on first and second down, what the heck are you going to bring a pass rush in on third and three, four? If the team keeps mm-hmm. that base package in, just my uh, just just my opinion. And then Misi, you said he can't cover. He's easy, and you went out and got Lawrence Timmons to replace Misi, and you said, well, we got to get faster on the outside. Okay, what you pick another guy? what is he going? To, so your second round pick's going to back up your 30 year old guy. But you still got a hole at the other outside linebacker spot in coverage. So obviously, McMillan's there to back him up, back up Timmons.
1: And this week they did what? I, uh, you just brought it up, is the Trubisky, the uh, the Chicago Bears, and uh, uh, taking taking Trubisky, not not because he took them in, 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 traded up one it, spot
0: and gave up so gave up so this gonna, year and next year.
1: They that's how they did what um moment for
0: for the uh for the podcast for this. So, well, uh um, <laughs> Well um, Yeah, that 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 like I said, they they claim John Lynch claimed he was getting other offers. Maybe he was just trying to help out the young man, uh the young GM that was there that's there in uh um uh, Chicago. I'm I'm pretty sure I can guarantee that the uh John Fox didn't sign off on that. <laughs> oh, no, he, did, yeah, he didn't want it. You know. <laughs> I could almost guarantee John Fox and start off on that, sign off on it. But anyway, we're getting ready this week, Greg. Um, this is the semifinal round. Uh, yesterday he got started yesterday with Boston and IT4, Isaiah Thomas, playing with a heavy heart. He uh, buried his sister the day before, played well, 33 points. But he got some help from Joe Crowder uh, from the outside, three, three, uh, 6 three-pointers. I don't think that dude hit six threes all season. But anyway. Nevertheless, Boston is up 1-0, second round. I got Boston in 7 in this matchup. Who do you like?
1: Uh yeah, Boston in 7. Um Yeah, I could agree with that. It's going to be 6 or 7. I think it, I think it'll be Boston. Um the uh, the Wizards didn't really look that good yesterday. So um, especially moving that big lead like they did so um i i would have to get, give it to um to to the boston celtics who are the um worst number one seed uh team in in the eyes of will walker um in the history of the n b a um but uh i would have to give it to i, I would have to, i would have to give it to give it to them so well,
0: I don't think that's the worst number one too, but I know that you. Did. No, no, no. That, I've had to, I, I modified once you brought up them. Sorry if I. Oh yeah, that's I mean, right. I'm sorry, that's right. From last two years ago, but Boston ain't far behind, and yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind <laughs> of no, no, sticking not. it to a couple yeah. of Boston yeah, fans who who keeps telling me that the Boston Celtics are going to push Cleveland to seven games, and I'm like, yeah, it's because the bet makers will make money. It can't be. it's not about right. talent, but anyway. Um, we gotta move right along. I got two minutes to go. We got basically um, the Cavs are gonna to start tonight against. Uh, they're gonna start their series tonight against the Raptors. Unless Jurassic Park comes up with some kind of genetic freak to add to that team in the next couple of hours, I see Cleveland winning this thing in five games. Who do you like?
1: Oh gosh, yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland owns the Raptors. Um, I see it in four games. To be honest with you, I don't. I don't see them winning one game. So um because first of all the Cavs will be very well rested and they'll be ready to go. So and they're gonna be more rested than the uh, the Raptors were. So yeah, I definitely give I give I give this one to the, the Cavaliers easy.
0: And the next matchup the probably the the most attractive of all four of the game out of all the four matchups that's left is the Rockets and the Spurs. Kawhi Leonard going against James Harden. Kawhi should be in the run, uh, running again for defensive MVP this year. Uh, James Harden plays no D, so he will probably be the MVP. And him and the rest of his teammates don't play any defense either. And I don't know if they can use that formula to try to outscore San Antonio. I don't think so, but I still say it's going to be seven games because I don't think San Antonio plays that great a defense either. So I'll take San Antonio in seven games.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. I think it's going to be San Antonio in seven games too. Um, I think it's going to be a great Texas battle, and uh, I would definitely give that to to to, to San, San Antonio in uh, seven games. But it'll probably it'll probably be the best of the uh, of, of the four four series. So any, um so anyway, but I would give that. And then and then then what do we have? We have the uh we have the Jazz uh versus Golden State. And that that should be a mismatch too. I I I see I see the Jazz winning one game but, but I would see I think I think you would have to give uh the the Warriors uh in- Well
0: this is kudos to my friend Tresh, who's a Jazz fan. And I didn't think I'd meet a jazz fan, but anyway, she's a jazz fan. Um, Trish, if you're listening, we, I told you, you said that I was sleeping on the jazz. You are right. And the only way I will wake up to the jazz is they can win two games in this series. And since they're not going to, I'm going to keep sleeping on the jazz because I see them getting swept. (laughs) This will not be close. I don't think they'll win one game unless, the the air in Utah bothers Golden State when they go there for one of those two games. But so other than that, uh, too many weapons, too fast, um, just too deep for for Utah. I mean, I like Gordon Hayward though, and Derek Favors. He's finally he looked yesterday like the guy that everybody was saying would rise to this stardom at that fourth spot. I mean, he looked good yesterday. I mean, for a guy that missed almost half of the season because of injury, he he really did look good and. Let me just say something real quick about the Clippers. I think that that run is over. Um, I'm pro I know I'm sounding like a lot of other people that are saying the same thing, but it's just obvious. Six years this team has been together. They have. I don't think they have made the conference finals at least. It's just time. Doc Rivers. It's over. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's going to be a free agent. Chris Paul's not getting any younger, and he needs the opportunity to play for a contender. Whether the contender can be built or join one that's already built, you know what I'm saying? So time to break up the clippers. Just my opinion. Don't kill me people. Just my opinion. Kidding, <laughs> They're gonna jump all. and jump all over me for things I say, man. I'm telling you, it's just crazy. Although one guy did have the courage to say out where everybody can read it on Facebook. Won't say everybody else when they call me an idiot, they do it through the messenger. So I don't really have to defend myself as much. But anyway <laughs> 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 But it, anyway uh-huh.
1: You know, it, it's funny because I do. It, I, I do the same thing. If, if somebody says something really out there, I never put it on the on the post. I always send it Messenger, uh-huh. and I'm like, "Do you really think that this, this, and this, and this? I mean, you know, or, or or whatever. Or if they say something against me, and they say, "Hey, I don't, I don't mind you having a different opinion, but I don't like the way you addressed me." Um, you know, um, address me, personal messenger, if you really don't like, you know, like it, but don't address me like that, you know, kind on of a comment. Um, so, uh, you know, if people do it by, you know, by messenger, I, I I give them a lot of credit.
0: Yeah, it is what it is. All right, I'm going to close out the show, talk about a little boxing. Canelo Average is going to go. Wait a minute, we got. Stop that, okay. Junior. Go ahead.
1: We got. We, we, before we to that, we got to talk about uh, you know the Marlins are playing the uh, the Rays starting tonight. Oh, okay. A two and two. You uh, me, I give, mean, there's give nothing me really we want to talk about because no, I really don't really want to talk about it that much except to, to acknowledge it because both of them are are really not looking very good at all. the the, the, the bullpen of the, the race is terrible. Um, so, um, but I just wanted to acknowledge I think we should acknowledge that they are playing uh, Monday and Tuesday in in Miami than uh uh than uh Wednesday and Thursday in Saint
0: Pete. So it's I, I can I can almost say this <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna probably sound a little crude, but as many people as gonna listen to this podcast as as many people gonna show up to that event. Gonna show up tomorrow again. <laughs> They're serious. Oh, and by the way, we did I did move us up to a um, a larger category against much more uh well established podcasts. <laughs> trust me, better funded it. Better funded podcast, but I just wanted to see, and uh, not bad. We went from at one point being outside the top 100 to I checked it again this morning. We're inside the top 100, so I'm happy about oh, that. Oh,
1: that's good. Yeah, that's
0: cool. So All it's right. just it's just about measuring against um, other podcasts and seeing what they are doing and learning and getting better. I mean, it's time to step up to the big leagues. I mean, we've been I've been shallowing that, in that shallow water for too long now. It's time to get out there in the deep end and see if we can swim a little bit. And uh, just okay. just keep improving. And hey, getting up there in the top 100, and I don't really have the advertising money to put it out there, so that's interesting. All right, but before we go, um, there was something that happened on Saturday night. Anthony Joshua dropped Vladimir Klitschko in the 11th round. Um, I don't know if anybody knows who Anthony Joshua is, but anyway, he's a fighter from Britain, um, like Lennox Lewis. Uh, he's the heavyweight champion of the world, and hopefully him and Deontay Wilder will get a chance to fight uh, sometime soon. And uh, Wilder will get a chance for the heavyweight unified heavyweight championship, which that's what Joshua did on Saturday night. And then also this week coming up, I really can't um, give you much of a preview on this. Well, I can because I'm a boxing fan. I don't know if you guys are going to be that interesting, but Canelo Alvarez against Chavez Jr. is going to be, I'm telling you, action-packed. Joshua and Klitschko was action-packed because they both got knocked down for the first time in their career. They both fell on the canvas. But this one here, I promise you, two Mexican fighters, although Alvarez does not fight like a Mexican fighter. He is a very skilled fighter. He will box. He doesn't necessarily get in there and try to slug it out. But Alvarez and and Chavez really do not like each other, so it is going to be some haymakers and some bombs thrown in this fight. And, yes, your boy has paid for the pay-per-view because I am a big-time boxing fan. I love boxing.
1: I love, I love I love boxing too and and I I want to make a point because boxing, about oh man 15 years ago uh boxing got a really bad rap because of the violent violent nature of it and then you know boxing um enthusiasts kind of drop dropped back a little bit and pay-per-view dropped drop back and big fights were not promoted as much and I understood, I understood it because I, I do like boxing. But then UFC came along, and then everybody was all for UFC, and that's more violent than boxing. And I just don't get it. I, I just, I don't get it. Why, why, you know, people were so against boxing being violent, but they're, but, but they're okay with UFC. I, it's just, it just boggles my mind.
0: Well, we we'll, we' we'll, That's one we got to look up for. Look for those answers at another time. But thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. We will see you guys next week. Greg, my friend, have a great week. We'll talk to you next you week. You too, my friend. All right, then. All right. Thank you, everybody. See you later. Bye, bye.